0: I'm Kate Daniels, and as this new year is a fresh start, it's still very fresh, and so I'm happy to welcome back Saida Hafiz, yoga teacher and wellness expert. Saida is also an author and her new book Healing One Woman's Journey from Poverty to Inner Riches touches on many topics so relevant to our life and we're going to aim to touch on as many as possible in these short minutes ahead to really give us some great ideas for this fresh new year. Saida Hafiz, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us once again.
1: Good morning, Kate. This is great to be back. I'm very happy.
0: Well, at the end of our last conversation, which is now really about several months away, it just was so captivating. There was just so much that uh, there was to discuss in your book, The Healing One Woman's Journey from Poverty to Inner Riches. There's just really a wealth of topics and and ideas and uh, pathways for our life. And so at that time, it just seemed so natural that we would connect again early in this new year. And, of course, happy 2019 to you.
1: Happy New Year to you, too, and all your listeners. I'm glad that we are uh, reconnecting. and And also, thanks for reminding me that, you know, I think of it as, sort of one topic around healing, but it's through a pathway of many different subjects.
0: That's right. And that's what is um, so beautiful about it. It's kind of that wheel that has all these different spokes. And there's not a particular way that one starts to get there, as was your experience, too. It wasn't even a straight path. It was It's a journey. So there were road posts along the way, if you will, or just a meeting with people, ideas presented, dreams that came your way, right?
1: That's right. That's exactly. Um, it's interesting that you hit on a, a wheel because that's often my symbol for um how I do a vision board or manifest things, and and what that means in life where, you know, there's this energy that just goes around, and it, it does depend on what spoke you're on and how you're giving that attention. So um, very uh, interesting that you picked up on, on the wheel symbology.
0: Perhaps there's just uh, that kind of thing that you convey uh, through the book, through just who you are, uh, and the way that you present ideas, Saida, and, you know, the idea of it being the new year, and, you know, so typically we think of this is the time for fresh starts, but we want to remember a fresh start is every day and it can happen any day. But certainly this is that traditional time of looking at it and was one of the reasons that I thought it was so great for us to reconnect again at this time, Uh, being the new year and these might be such great ideas that will help each and any of us on our own personal journey.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, as you said, You know, really every moment is an opportunity to think and act um, on something new and different and to uh, support your values. But I do like sort of how things are, have sort of the demarcation of the year or the seasons where you can start to look at things fresh and differently. And one of the things that I know has happened to me is sometimes I would set my Vision on something and be really assured that uh, one particular thing is going to happen. So, for instance, I remember um, that I was to be featured in Essence Magazine. And this was at a point in my life where things were actually kind of low. And I thought, oh, wow, I need, it'll be great to have this sort of national magazine highlight some of the work that I am putting out into the world and perhaps you know, in terms of owning your own business around it, that it could change my business model and bring me clients. And and I remember going out and telling everyone that I was going to be in this magazine and I knew I'd have these copies to, um, to give to folks to kind of really um, just legitimize uh, what it is that I uh, was doing at that time and then still doing. Um, and when all was said and done, that didn't happen. I uh, wasn't in the magazine, and, and, and the readers can go through the book to, to really learn all the details of what happened and how magazines make decisions, um, even when they you know fact-checked everything. And at that point, one of my understandings, and particularly looking back, is that we set our sights on things, and we do have these guideposts to move us along. But when things happen that are different it gives us an opportunity to reframe and to practice non-attachment and to say, okay, what am I learning from this? How do I redirect the sale? And, and really kind of allow yourself to, um, you know, feel that disappointment, but also move forward with, you know, a, they interviewed me, I have value here. So maybe the, the real lesson is they were interested in, what I'm doing and that I'm moving forward with my work, and at this point, it didn't make it to print, and that's okay. And I think a lot of times when we're um, setting our goals and manifesting for the new year, we want things to match our vision, and a lot of times, it's really the actions that we put in place, which is really, I feel, the strongest. Because we don't know how something's gonna turn out turn out. Every everything could be aligned, but it shifts a different way. And I feel the real sort of grit or fortitude one has is can you take the present moment and decide what course you're gonna take? And and that and give yourself all the credit for putting in those actions um, that you did do. And and it's kind of an interesting experience. Um, it's a different way to be in life uh, as opposed to really focusing always on the result. But can you really celebrate the actions and your intentions that you put forward, particularly if you're putting in those hard earned actions?
0: And the, that just has so much that's so important for us to really uh, embrace the, the non-attachment, I think, being a, a very critical piece of it. But that moment by moment, things evolve and change. And to keep that intention clear, we we never know if, uh, because it doesn't happen this moment, it might not be, you know, many moments down the road that it then finally truly manifests in the way that we thought it might, uh, but greater than that, even.
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm laughing because, um, <clears throat> and again, when the, when the readers do pick up the healing one woman's journey from poverty to inner riches, that was literally my experience. It didn't happen at the time that I thought it was going to happen. And then down the line, um, several years later, it happened more than once that I actually was featured in, in the magazine, and, I, and, and they had me on file as sort of their um, wellness um one of their wellness uh gurus or you know uh a wellness teacher is on file and and a yoga expert and so you know at that time i just I just really laughed because um you don't know how it's always gonna to unfold and and when I got the sort of the second call uh from the magazine, I thought, okay, here we go again, but my first feeling was, oh, why should I talk with them if they're not going to, you know, since they disappointed me in the past. And I thought, no, this is a fresh moment. Let's see where this goes. And what else am I doing with my time? I'd rather, again, sort of practice or have another interview with a national magazine and see if it actually makes it to print than to sulk or be um, self-righteous about, well, they didn't select me before and so it, it's really kind of fascinating. You, you begin to see a mirror of who you are and what your values, what your vital system really is and how you want to show up in the world. And I feel that moment to moment we get an opportunity to practice um, who am I really and how am I going to show
0: up in this life? And that is so much the beauty of this book are these stories and how they can hold up that mirror for us. We can relate in some way or make those stories kind of fit in and learn from it and be encouraged so that uh, we don't get, well, that kind of self-righteous, like, well, I'm not going to bother with that. They, they were not very kind to me the last time, so right. <laughs> why should I? And, and the, the fact of the matter is it could be the greatest thing that could ever happen in our life. To that point. Right. Right.
1: right, And that's the thing, too, where the interesting thing was um, I hadn't been interviewed like that before. And so if I really think about it, that very first one that didn't um, make it to the magazine really helped me understand how to conduct a professional um, magazine interview. And so I had that skill set now where if I was approached or... Um, went out to solicit other uh, press, I, I had a new skill set of how to engage. I knew, I knew things were called fact checkers, fact checkers and that um, people were going to actually, you know, listen to what you had to say, but they were also going to um, check to see if you were telling, you know, the truth as you knew it and did it match up and, and so that they could print something that was really valid. So that was interesting, too. Um, to kind of just learn and see that process. And then I was prepared for the second and third time, and then there were other, um, you know, press and, and, and radio, and, and now these days podcast and um, things on, you know, electronic magazine. So, it, yeah, all these things are preparing you, and you really have to take inventory of what is it I'm learning is it still in alignment with my deepest intention? And, and is it really helping me to put out there a message to help others heal, um, to help others see their true self so that they can put the person that they want to be out there in the world? And so, you know, you have this sort of what they were doing, the fact-checking, but also internally I'm doing the value-checking, um, which was which was really Quite pleasant, and and you know, I didn't necessarily always know that that was within me until you get sometimes these disappointments,
0: and that's where we can get that encouragement. Much of this, you were. It was really a journey of self-discovery, and you would get encouragement, I think, in your yoga classes through the teaching but through your trainings, but a lot of it um, was your own determination, and it was obviously your life's path. For us, where we might be kind of floundering, I feel that sharing your story with us, for us to read the book, The Healing, One Woman's Journey from Poverty to Inner Riches, is going to give us that opportunity to uh, really kind of take like an advanced class because you give us that support.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, Yeah, I hadn't looked at it as an advanced class. But I will say that sort of that determination with the inner uh, aspect of myself that has this um, tendency towards self-mastery and and then learning how, okay, we're we're not all given equal things to start life out with. However, we are given, um, what, you know, a bag of rocks or, you know, whatever that sort of um, ingredients, actually, I like to call it. Um, we are given a set of ingredients, and, and that's when you can go in to, to see how creative you are and what kind of meal you can make. Um, and with that, the self-mastery part is how can I, be creative with the ingredients that were given to me. Um, how can I be resourceful? And and that's been a re- really interesting you know journey for myself. And so it is in a sense putting yourself through your own master class and and really having that mirror within you. You don't necessarily have to compare or take the value system of other people. You can. See what they're doing and check in with yourself. Is, is that something that's for me? Is that the way that I am to express? And, and for me, is, is that the way that I am to express love in the world? And so you can always use other things and people as guideposts. But when you really tap into your authentic journey, then you're able to um, say yes and no to things in with integrity. So... Um, yeah, I, I feel that I've documented my journey so that folks can see how, how it's not all sort of a bed of roses when you decide to take the path of yoga and whole foods um, or whole foods eating, where sometimes when you decide to take those paths, that's when, for me, those two tools confronted me to be really authentic about my past, what had happened um, with my family's journey, and it continues to confront me with, you know, who am I in the world today and how can I go forward and connect to other people. And it it is a very, um, I think, a rewarding, challenging journey around um, really being yourself, And I know that doesn't always happen for folks naturally um, when we're bombarded with lots of other maybe TV ads or different things telling you this is how you have to be to be happy.
0: Oh, yes, all of that around us is such a distraction and such a challenge. Uh, so when we share the stories, when you share your story, uh, Saida, the healing, i again, I think it's this kind of an encouragement to realize that it isn't necessarily going to be an easy and a smooth path, but the rewards are just gigantic. Yes. So in the stories, and you were talking about the ingredients, one of them that I think is really outstanding, well, they're all outstanding, but this one is particularly remarkable, and I find that uh, because on this weekend we celebrate the life of the Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, your grandfather experience, how you reconnected with him and what that meant for you.
1: Yes, so one of the things that, Really, sort of opened me up is my reconnection with my grandfather because I had to um, look at him as a complicated person and not just as good or bad. So there's some things that he's done where um, you think, "Oh, why would I ever speak to him again?" And but then there's the aspect of really investigating how did he become that way? What what's going on there? And and it does relate to sort of you know, the microcosm of my family, where there was confusion and chaos um, of how men treated women, and in the book it, it touches on domestic violence. But then there's that whole macrocosm of how is the country treating African Americans, and, and what happens when an energy of oppression begins to permeate through different aspects of a community or family or even yourself. I mean, when you even start to look at how one begins to have self-hatred. And so I had to look at my grandfather as a, in holistic health terms, we say, look at a thing or a person as a whole system within other whole systems. And and then I got to see different going back to the wheel analogy, different spokes of my grandfather and, and where he was in that journey of the civil rights movement, um, how he expressed his connection to moving forward and what were the pains and anguishes that he had felt. You know, I tell a story in the book where I asked, started asking him about his siblings. And there was a point where he talked about His sister who he said at an earlier age had passed away or had died and he said that she was killed by a horse and the look in his face led me to believe that it wasn't an accident that there was something sort of going on at that time where um, you know the narrative was oh she was killed by a horse but it felt like there were other things at play um, and it could have been racially and I remember that he and his um, brother had to leave South Carolina um, and, and travel, sort of um, jumping into the boxcars <laughs> to get from one place to another, uh, because they're not, you know, traveling as sort of paying passengers on a a regular uh, passenger train. And and so when I asked him about that, he said that his brother. Uh, Was accused of killing a white man and they had to leave town and these boys were you know 14 15 years old and they're like it wasn't safe once once there was an accusation and so when I look at that and then I um, look at the context of the rights that um, Martin Luther King um, was putting forth of how to create more justice in our country um, you know, I'm very connected to, to those stories and how my grandfather allowed himself to be vulnerable with me um, and to show me different sides of what it meant to be a brother, you know, in 1915 to um, a family that where you had to be together, but then for the safety of your life, how do you go to the, the next town or go north to feel safer? And it, it just really... Yeah, it really kind of has left a a very aspect of the healing happens individually, but also generationally and intergenerationally. And and I have to say, I, I just saw the film, If Bill Street Could Talk, and it just reminded me of sort of that whole struggle of the systems that are put in place that can help people or can hinder people. And I feel, you know, my grandfather... He was really, again, we know we talk about boys and girls, Um, there's a point in the book where he says he wished that I were a boy because of the whole dynamic around um, girls are supposed to do one thing and boys are supposed to do another thing. And so me having, you know, gone away to college and become educated um, he associated those things with more about being a boy and advancing in the world where he didn't necessarily see that in a girl. Um, but it was just fascinating because even when he was saying that, I, again, in his face, I could tell that he was proud of me and approving. And so, um, so when I had those kind of conversations, I feel that I am living the expression of uh, what Martin Luther King has set out for um, my generation and and generations after me to become. And so, um, you know, it, it may not be happening to everyone across the country, but it is happening. And so when I stitch those pieces of history together, my own family black history, and then the civil rights and the country's black history, um... It is a a very, it's a good journey. It's a different kind of poverty, moving from poverty of thought into an inner riches of wealth. And so um, that's been really exciting and, and, and realizing all the courageous moves that people had to make. Even, you know, trying to move things, move through things that they may not always have been proud of.
0: And that is something for all of us to have to become more informed about, uh, to really realize how it's not an us and them, it's all of us together. Everything impacts every single one of us. We just really need to open our hearts and our minds to being realizing that we are here together on this journey.
1: Yes, I agree. It, it, it really is all of us. I think when I have experienced a lot of pain, it's through separating. Mm-hmm. But I experience more joy when we are connecting. And that goes from, you know, the smaller, more intimate relationships um, with friends and the bigger, you know, work-organization relationships. The collective energy of us coming together is extremely powerful, and I feel that we don't get to experience it enough to know how real it is.
0: And that's why one of the ways to do this, I feel, is to read your story, the the collection of stories, Saida, in The Healing, One Woman's Journey from Poverty to Inner Riches. We get to gain an understanding. We get to see how, really, we are so much the same. And here, The Healing is such a great guide, I feel, for us to to have an insight into yoga practices, into eating more naturally and healthfully, which is important, I think, for us, too, in terms of the planet, how eating in this way is a way, you state in the book, to be able to save the earth.
1: Yes. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, because um, so I don't necessarily promote any one style of eating, But what happened was when I started eating things that supported my health, it automatically supported um, the planet. It was less waste. When I was um, making sure that I would cook my meals from scratch, um, you have less packaged waste. And, And so I have friends who are vegan who come from the perspective of deep animal rights and to lessen pain and suffering. And and that's fine. Um, but I also come from it from how do you want food to make you feel energetically? And it just so happens that a lot of times um, eating less uh, meat and dairy, eating more whole grains and alive foods like fruits and vegetables and um you know, and grains make you feel often more alive, and and so it's just it's all very fascinating um, if we really follow it through, and yeah, I mean I I challenge myself more and I challenge um, the listeners to to just think about take one food and maybe trace it and see who it impacts where does it help the economy, where does it hurt the economy, where does it help the earth, um, where does it, you know, hurt the earth. And you can look at that in various ways. You can look at it sort of in the present moment of what's happening, and but you can also look at it generationally. How did something come to be, and and if we continue in a certain way, how will it impact things in the future? So um, those are sort of interesting ways to look at um, of how we connect to the earth uh, and I know there's a, the Native American uh, teaching of how does this impact seven generations out and and when I think about that I, th- I think some of my choices would be different um, or it redirects me it's like oh yeah maybe that isn't the best choice if I'm thinking about you know um, the next generation you know two and three and four times out. You don't even have to go seven times. I mean, you can just go a few generations out and you think, oh, this is not what I would want to leave anyone.
0: <laughs> right. And we can feel how that is one of the spokes of this big wheel we've been talking about, an important one, for which we don't have enough time this morning. Maybe it means another conversation, sayida. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely open to it. (laughs) Oh, it's it's so important. We don't have much time, but what we do want to mention is that you're certainly going to be here in the Northwest area. Uh, Hopefully in the Seattle area, we'll have more details about that potential. But certainly you're already scheduled at the end of February to be in Vancouver, B.C., correct? Yes,
1: I'm going to be at Banyan Books and Sound in Vancouver, and that will be on February 27th. Um, in the evening. And so I believe they have me scheduled from seven to nine. or So um, yeah, if, if folks are able to take a small trip to Vancouver, and they want to hear me read from the book at that time, that would be great. And if not, then hopefully I'll see you in Seattle uh, shortly there around or thereafter.
0: Which would definitely be wonderful. And in the meantime, we owe it to ourselves if we haven't done so already since the, the last conversation to pick up our own personal copy of The Healing, One Woman's Journey from Poverty to Inner Riches. Saida Hafiz, it's just been so wonderful to connect with you once again. Have a joyous new year. Thank you for giving us insights to create our own.
1: Thank you. It's been great being on your show again. And Happy New Year to you and all of your listeners.